Welcome to the Oaks and Oaths podcast, where modern man follows his ancestral path up out of ruin and ever higher toward the unconquered sun. My name is Ben. In our last episode, we talked about the importance of faith in a man's life. Today, we're talking about perseverance, or staying the path that we are on. Now, I don't have to tell you that the year 2020 has been quite a wild ride. Things that we assumed were constant and took for granted were upended and thrown in our face. The world as we saw it in 2019 no longer exists, and it might not ever come back. Everything from the way that we work to the way that we shop to the way that we interact with our fellow human beings has been disrupted. And disrupted not for a short term, but for a long, long time. In light of all of this, it's crucial now more than ever that we do not allow these external events to define us, but that we take the initiative and the authority that we have sovereign individual people, and we write our own narrative in this time. And one of the strongest ways we can go about writing our own narrative and championing our own ideals in 2020 and moving forward is by continuing to walk down the path that we have started. So I think back toward When anybody wants to learn a sport or learn how to play the guitar, I play the guitar and the bass guitar. Or I think back to when I started lifting weights. I wasn't a good guitar player when I started playing guitar. I wasn't very strong when I started lifting weights. I'm still not very good at sports. (laughs) But the thing is, is that without practice, without time under tension, without putting in the reps or showing up to practice or pulling the guitar out and building calluses on your fingers. Without this work, we never improve in these areas. I think we live in a time, especially when it comes to faith, and particularly when it comes to heathenry or pagan faith, where folks are quick to get excited about something. They get excited about this faith, let's say, for example, of this podcast, we're talking about Norse paganism, which is the faith that I, that I follow and the path that I walk down. Some people might play a game like the recently released Assassin's Creed Valhalla and become intrigued by the pantheon of the Asgardian gods. Someone might watch a show like The Last Kingdom or Vikings or Midgard Saga and be fascinated by the Viking era and want to relive that time in history or embody the ideals of that people. So there is a certain faddishness that comes around certain pagan faiths. And I remember there was, there's been times when like, there would be like God of War would come out and the Greek pantheon would, would be in prominence for a while and people would really identify with that. And the great thing about paganism and polytheism in general is that there is a great deal of flexibility 
And there is this opportunity to kind of try out different gods. And, and people choose different pantheons for different reasons. Most of the European pantheons are at least in some way connected, including to the, the Vedic and Hindu pantheons, as well as Mediterranean pantheons um, and Southern European pantheons. There is a sort of overlap between, let's just say, the, the Roman pantheon, the Greek pantheon, um, even some of the Vedic pantheons and the Norse and Celtic pantheons. And when we look at what's behind all these, these different deities, we really see that the, the gods are a way of expressing these primal archetypal forces that we find in our, in our reality and in our meta-reality or, or collective unconscious, subconscious reality that surrounds this world like the sea that surrounds Midgard, that Jormungandr encircles. So I feel it is possible pursuing deities to arrive at the same spiritual understandings over time, much as it's possible to start climbing a mountain from different trailheads. And recently, I just hiked the Appalachian Trail with my brother, and there was a couple different trails that took us to the top of Blood Mountain, which is the highest peak in Georgia on the Appalachian Trail. And we made it to the top going one way, but we saw a lot of folks taking a shorter way to come up to the top for a day hike. So people started at different sides of the mountain, but they arrived at the same peak. And I feel like with spirituality, it's rather similar. There seems to be some universal unifying, esoteric, one could even say, principles that guide the spiritual hand in this world. And that can be arrived at via many different paths and experiences. However, I that being said, I think there's something very important about staying the path that you've started. And when you determine what that path is, figuring out why you're walking on that path to begin with. In my instance, I have Northern European and English ancestry. And so for me, I view the gods essentially as the, the genesis of my ancestral line. I believe, especially if you think back to the lore, how everything was created out of the Yotan Ymir. And, and from that Askenembla, the first humans were created and, and, and the gods themselves came from Ymir the giant. And like all life on Midgard came from this one spot. Connecting yourself to the fountainhead, to the source of all of life as far back as you can is a powerful thing because it gives you context within the march of time. And again, time is less of a linear point A to point B march, and it's more of an endless spiral. And we either as people spiral upward or spiral downward, depending on the, the ideals that we champion, the causes that we take up, and the way that we live our lives and the example that we set for our descendants. And as a heathen and a pagan, my main goal is to honor those who came before me because I know if I honor my immediate ancestors, 
that trickles back all the way up back to the gods and brings them honor as well. Because we live on through our descendants, just as the gods live on through us. What we do, the deeds that we do, the the way that we represent our beliefs and our principles, that reveals glimpses of the gods to our modern world. And that underlies the importance of walking on this path persistently, with conviction. And let me tell you, my friends, I'll be the first to admit that this is not an easy undertaking. I've always struggled with faith my entire life, mostly because I was in a faith structure for years that I just could not mentally assent to or connect with, but was so overwhelmingly pervasive in my life that I felt as if I had no choice but to bow the knee to Jesus. Now I'm free from that, and I'm in this construct where I don't have the fear of the Christian hell to motivate my thinking or my eternity. I don't have to believe in anything, and yet I choose to. And doing so out of my own will and my own volition is so much different than choosing to have faith out of fear. I choose to have faith because I want to know, because I want to know my context within the grand scheme of reality, the small little niche that I've carved out, out of millions of years of evolutionary development and growth of of species and consciousness. Number two, I want to have a shelter with which to place myself inside and to give my life meaning. Morals and ethics that are inflexible, that are No matter how I'm feeling emotionally inside, I know that I can trust myself to act a certain way in different circumstances. For example, I know that if somebody ever threatens my family or my folk, that I will defend those folks because honor is important to me. I know that if somebody asks me to lie or... If I face consequences for being honest, I know that I will always be honest because that is an important core tenet of mine. I know also that I will always think critically and for myself and never take anything for granted because that's another core tenet of mine. The path that we are on provides us a grid by which to approach everything that life throws at us. And those who who scuttle one path for another, they miss out on the opportunity to really utilize this grid, work with this grid, and dig into the richness that it provides as a rubric to navigate the course of life. Faith, again, if we go back to last podcast, is believing in an ideal that is greater than oneself so that we can essentially become transformed into that ideal over time. And walking down the spiritual path that you've decided and sticking with it, being faithful to that path is the surest way of ensuring that you're going to hit that ideal. For example, let's say that you are a, you know, 110 pound male at 18 years old and you're like 5'6", okay? You're scrawny, you're a hard gainer. You can go to the gym all that you want and you might have some success for a while, 
But unless you have a goal in your mind of where you're trying to go by age 23 or age 24, let's say you want to put on 50 pounds and most of it is muscle, you'll have an ideal of someone with your, your height, you know, your age range, your body type, and you'll have a set of, of workout regimens and you'll have a set of nutritional components. And by following that path consistently over time, you will become more like that ideal that you want to become. The same thing applies to us spiritually as well. We'll never grow as people because, again, we're not on a linear A to B trajectory. We, we spiral either upwards or downwards, and we learn from our mistakes or we don't learn from our mistakes. But we're still confronted with many of the same situations and occasions in life over and over again. And having a strong moral center and having a strong of faith component and path in your life allows you to grow in character, grow in, in your personhood and who you are with every spiral that comes around. So when you encounter situations and people that you might have encountered in the past, this time you'll be able to encounter that situation with more maturity, with more self-growth and development and talk to those people and, and talk to those situations in an evolved way. And that's the beautiful thing about growth and about faith. It's kind of the same concept as getting older. Every year you come back to the same date, and that was the date of your birth. And you go from, you know, being a child to being an old man. And the date stays the same. It's you who's changed. It's you who's gotten older. And what you've done with the years in between your first and your last birthday is entirely up to you. And the great thing about a faith path and a faith journey is that it offers you a path upward on that spiral, a path toward a meaningful and substantial life. It also requires something of you, though. It requires discipline and tenacity. It requires that there's one verse in the Bible that I, I do think of and I, I think is appropriate here. Faith is the the uh, it's been a while. <laughs> the uh, substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. So, I mean, if you want to think about it, that's manifestation. A lot of people think that magic or manifestation involves visualizing something and then automatically that materializes in the material realm. But that's not necessarily how it works. That's an important part. It's important to know what your ideal is. It's important to know what you want from the gods. But it's on us to do the action to marry our activity with that vision to bring that thing about. And that's what faith allows us to do. It allows us to see this higher, more enlightened version of ourselves. And over time, it gives us a rubric and a charter for us to get there. Now, again, it's not always easy. There are some days when... You get overwhelmed by, let's say, what's going on in the news. I know that gives a lot of people anxiety. Sometimes you get overwhelmed by the expenses of life, or maybe, especially in this time, maybe someone in your family or someone that you love is sick, or there's a myriad of things that distract us from this faith path. In fact, sometimes it even seems a little silly that we do these things over and over to ground us when there's quote unquote more important things to get done, such as work and people texting me <laughs> and, uh, you know, all these distractions in our life. It's, 
it's truly one of the greatest tragedies of our modern era is that we are so fucking distracted all of the fucking time. Your phone will always go off. People can email you any hour of the day. There's always notifications on Instagram. There's always, you know, new things on Facebook for those who do that. Or you have to update your LinkedIn bio. Or there's a, a breaking news alert. All of the time, it keeps us trapped in this, in this, you know, fight or flight kind of way of living. In, in our amygdala, and the fear-based part of our brain, I feel like most folks spend their time there. And so instead of, like, rising above that and developing something that will outlast the fleetingness of the cycle, they lose themselves in this cycle and become defined by this cycle. And I'm not saying that I'm above it myself because, you know, I, I definitely feel the weight of this year and all the hard things that have happened. But at the same time, I realized that me dwelling on that and thinking about the world the way it is and getting angry and getting upset is not making me evolve in any way. It's essentially giving my agency and my freedom to do what I need to do in my life. It's giving that to something outside of my control. And so I think that walking a faith path and consistently returning to that faith path is a way for us to gain control of the uncertainty of the future and make peace with the memories of the past. Because when you think about it, the future never arrives. And the past is always gone. The only thing we ever have immediately is the present. And so many of us either spend time either regretting the past or longing for the past or fearing the future or longing for the future, that we, that we don't see the power and the agency that we have in the only thing that we have any control over, and that is the immediate. The Stoics talk about this quite a bit. You know, for example, one of my favorite quotes is Marcus Aurelius says, think not about what a good man is, be one. I mean, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that, that's kind of the whole ballgame. Don't tell yourself, I want to be spiritual at some point in my life, or I want to be rich at some point in my life, or all these hypothetical things in the past, or I can't become those things because of what happened to me in the past, or the hypothetical things that, that could happen in the future. I'm sorry, I... I kind of got that mixed up. But I would say that think about what's the thing you can do in the moment. You know, like I have a lot of stuff on my plate today. And I hadn't recorded a podcast last week because I was busy. And I told myself that, no, I, I need to make time today to record this because it's important. And because it's something that I want to incorporate into my faith path. I believe that these ideas and these perspectives are wise and they're good and they're worth sharing. And hopefully they encourage you. I know it encourages me just even talking about these things because the first person who listens to this podcast is me. A lot of this stuff is stuff I'm trying to tell myself to encourage myself to keep doing these things. I'm no enlightened teacher or guru. I'm just an average guy who's trying to figure this shit out and live the best life I possibly can with what I've been given. And I feel like maybe you are kind of the same way. I know a lot of us are. We don't claim to be any better than anyone else. We're just trying to do the best we can with what we have. And I feel like the way we can achieve that more is by continuing to walk down this path with perseverance and with intention, knowing that every time we cycle up, 
we get stronger, we get wiser, and we also carry more gravitas, honor, and influence so that other folks can look to us as an example as well and continue with us like the sun, rising higher and higher and summoning forth life and being an example that others can follow through a dark and confusing time. So you might ask yourself, what what are some practical ways that I can continue to walk down the faith path that I'm on? And here's the thing that, that I really want to stress before I get into this next part. If you're just new to this faith or to a more of a pagan way of, of faith, as opposed to something that like Christianity, where everything is spelled out for you and there's ecclesiastical and administrative bodies literally telling you what to believe and how to believe, what to do, what not to do. Paganism is more of a self-directed faith path. Um, nobody's going to tell you the right or wrong way to do things. But I think a lot of people starting out, and I get a lot of questions like this, is what's the right way to do this? How do I best give an offering to the gods? What items do I need on my altar? And I got to say to you, there is no blanket answer for a lot of this stuff. Here's what I truly believe that the gods and ancestors care about most. They care about sincerity. And they care about people who stick with what they started. There's an old saying within heathenry that I really like, and it's, we are our deeds. Essentially, our words don't matter. Our shows of emotion or proclamations over a horn of mead don't matter. What matters is fulfilling those things. Last year at Yule, I swore my first oath towards something that has been a problem in my life for a long time, and an addiction. And this year at Yule, it will be a year since I've fallen to that addiction. And that is what it's all about. I'm not putting, pointing to myself as being, in, you know, like someone who has it all figured out, but I, I swore an oath in front of other men who I respect and who are honorable men. They've held me to that oath in this past year. And as a result, as this year has cycled around, and I've, I've been able to cycle upwards in this one particular way because I've r- removed this thing, removed this stain from my life, and it's made me a better man in every capacity. And that's led to disciplines and strengths in other areas of my life. But again, I had to have faith that I could do it, and I had to have people alongside of me that believed that I could also do it as well, and I did it. And I'm telling you, my brothers, that you can do it as well. Just for example, if you don't have any friends or people on this path in your life, go follow me on Instagram. It's at Oaks, O-A-K-S-A-N-D-O-A-T-H-S, Oaks and Oaths. And if you need someone to talk to or, or are on this journey and just want to, someone to hold you accountable to something, hit me up. Um, I know a lot of other pagans are that way as well. They, we want to help each other succeed because we are all linked together back to the gods. And when you succeed, when you, you know, gain honor for yourself, then I gain honor for myself as well. And so does everybody else in our ancestral line, all the way back to the gods, because we are essentially the reincarnation of the gods in some aspects or aspects of the gods in this time. So the more like them we can be, the more full of honor 
and wisdom and making mistakes, yes, but learning from those mistakes. The more we are in tune with their heart and we are in tune with what comes after this life as we know it in this material realm is over. So to sum up that component, I just wanted to share with you that no matter where you are on your journey, if you've been on this path for years or if you're just on it for a couple of weeks, all that matters is that you just keep moving ahead. Have something in your head that is that ideal that propels you forward, something that you're always walking toward. And don't get discouraged if you don't read the Havama all the way through or don't memorize the runes or you, you know, don't give an offering every week. <laughs> don't get discouraged by that kind of stuff. We are our deeds, but the rituals that we do in this faith aren't what help us grow necessarily. They're like lay, like banks of a river that, that keep that energy channeled. And I'm going to touch on that in a bit. So I want to offer you three practical tips that you can integrate into your own faith journey that will help you stay on the course, stay in the path, and just gain more success as each year goes by and as you grow in your power. So first of all, there's three Ps that we're going to address. The first P is going to be philosophy or philosophical. And so in this one, I want you to, when it comes to what you believe in, regardless of what it is, I'm not here to push any one pantheon or faith tradition or path over another. I'm here to encourage you to do what your gods are calling you to do and what your ancestors are pointing you toward. So think about it long term. Ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing. What does it mean to you to do this? Think about where you want to go and where this path leads. So it's always important to plan ahead, think ahead into our future, and really just chart our course. Anybody who's ever sailed on a ship, you know, to cross the ocean had to know where they were, at least generally, where they were sailing toward, or else they would be lost. The same with us in our faith. We have to have a general goal of what we want to accomplish in our life because of these actions. And then we have to walk toward those things. And that's philosophical. And so obviously a philosophy that's going to resonate with you is something that just makes sense to you intuitively, like Norse mythology and the lore and the Havamal and, you know, all, all of the cultural values of the Proto-Germanic peoples and Scandinavian peoples, Anglo-Saxon peoples intuitively make sense to me philosophically, as do some other things such as, um, as I've kind of touched on before, like a solar approach to faith uh, and, and just kind of thinking about some more mysterious and, and esoteric concepts about the nature of reality as well. All that stuff is intuitive to me and makes a lot of sense. And so therefore it compels me almost like, if you'll pardon the analogy, like bugs to a bug light or a bug, bug zapper. Like they're compelled to go to that light. Like they are drawn toward it. There's something inside of their DNA. There's something inside of their consciousness that pulls them toward that light. So should we be with what pulls us toward that inner light of, of our faith. So that's, that's philosophical. So think about your philosophy. Make sure it's something that you mentally assent to. Don't do it because it's popular, because other people are doing it. Do it because it feels right to you. And if it feels right to you, it probably is right to you. And it's a good place to start. So number one, having a strong philosophy will help you stay the path that you're on. Number two is practicality. What steps can you take every day to maintain your path? 
And this is where ritual plays a huge role in keeping you invested in what you're doing and where you're going. For me, I'm, I'm trying to meditate uh, at least 15 minutes a day. And it's something that I do where I'll take, I have some, some statues of the gods. I'll take a particular god that I want to connect with. And I'll think about the runes associated with that god. For example, if I'm, you know, if I have like a Thor statue in front of me, I'll think about Urus or Thurzaz or even Anzus, you know, the different runes of strength and divinity. I'll think about maybe now these, you know, the need fire, you know, like what are these different runes that tie into the psyche of who Thor is and how do those runes manifest in my life? How can I channel some of that power, ferocity and intensity and, and good heartedness of Thor and bring it into my life in that day? So that's a ritual that I'm trying to to work with right now. And I feel that it does connect me as I clear my mind and meditate on these things. It feels like gets me out of the din of this distracting world and allows me to enter a more sacred, um, eternal space outside of the confines of this material plane of existence. So whether your ritual is maybe offering some coffee every morning to the gods or maybe saying a couple of words, I know that I developed a kind of a short prayer because of my past in Christianity. It made sense when I started this faith. And I would say that prayer every day um, before I ate. Now, I don't do that anymore because I've kind of walked away from, you know, thinking about things through a Christian perspective. But it was a nice, it was a nice transition from, from Christianity into this faith path. But that was something I did every day that helped me feel closer to the gods. It's something practical. So ask yourself, what can, what's one small thing I can do with five to ten minutes of my day today that will set my mind on my God, set my mind on my spiritual intentions, and give me an, a lift or an encouragement to rise above the, the tasks and the banality of the day and, and, and go forth and succeed, not only in what I have to do in the day, but also grow a little bit closer uh, to, to where I'm trying to go spiritually. Just ask yourself that question. And then the, the third thing, the third P that's helpful for you to stay the path that you're on is just think about personal reasons. How has this path challenged you or changed you personally? Has it been for the better or for the worse? Will continuing down the path you're on improve you or worsen you as a person? I think this is a great paradigm, a way of thinking about if what we're doing is, is right or, or, or harmful. For somebody who's an alcoholic, that is essentially a faith path. They have faith that alcohol will give them a certain feeling that will help countervail against the hardships of life. But if you look at the long-term trajectory, it's a spiral downwards in alcoholism where you need more and more and more over time to the point that it takes over your personality and changes who you are and puts you in a place of vulnerability and weakness. Whereas, let's say you you decide to go to the gym every single day or most days of the week, four to five days a week, and you just stick with it. That will also impact your life long-term down the road. And that will also change your personality and who you are and add something to yourself that you didn't have before. It's really just the power of intention. And that's the true magic that's in the world is being able to apply an intention to dedication and persistence to achieve an outcome over time. So is your path that you're on, are the gods that you follow, your patron gods, 
are they going to make you become the kind of man you want to be? Or are they going to cause you to stumble and and fall back into something that you don't want to be? That's really important as well. Now, as a man, I think that we, as men, function best when we have a hero to look up to. And that's what's so wonderful about so many of the gods is you have in the Norse pantheon, you have a man, a god of honor like Tyr, who sacrificed his very hand in order to keep his word. Um, Odin's not so honorable, but you got to admire his dedication to knowledge and his willingness to sacrifice himself to himself to learn more. You think about Thor and his strength and, and how he's constantly fighting against, you know, the, the, the Etans and the Jotuns and, and how he's constantly going to war against Jormungandr. And that is the heart of a warrior. He's, he is, you know, dedicated to maintain order and he's dedicated to serve the rest of those in Asgard and even Midgard as well, because that is who he is. And that's a hero. And we as men need heroes. In fact, one of the saddest tragedies of our day is there are too few heroes out there. Um, You know, most people are selfish. Most people are interested only in what they can get out of this life for themselves, as opposed to what they can leave behind as a rallying call for others to aspire toward. So again, to sum up, philosophy, why are you doing this? Practicality, what are you doing um, with your faith to reinforce it on a day-to-day basis? And finally, personally, how is it changing the person that you are? Is it for the better or is it for the worse? I honestly think if you take all these things into account, think about them, maybe write them down and journal them, then over time you will begin to grow and your faith will become stronger. And you will continue to spiral upward. And the questions and doubts that you might have now will be, will be answered and dealt with. And you're going out there and finding all the answers. It's essentially the hero's journey. The path of faith is the hero's journey. To go into the unknown and to come back time and time again, sharing what you know with those around you, becoming stronger, and always looking toward the sun as the example of the undefeated ideal that causes life and light to endure forever. Until next time, this has been Ben. Please connect with me on Instagram at Oaks and A-N-D Oaths. And please, if I could just ask you to take 30 seconds to a minute out of your day and go over to iTunes and give this podcast a review. If you like what you hear, if, if you haven't fallen asleep by this. If, if any of this sounds more than just incoherent rambling, I'd love a five-star review or an honest review of what you really think about this podcast. And that way we can get it out there to other folks to encourage them to be their best as well. So thank you so much for your time and I will talk to you next time.